Welcome to episode 31 of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast. But unlike other editions of the Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast, not going to talk very much sports and this will be a very brief edition. What I really wanted to do was offer a little bit of insight on what I personally have been going through and what have many of my neighbors have been going through over the last few days as a result of Hurricane Harvey. Want to assure you guys that Kevin Allen, my brother Biscuit, Kalina, most of the people that are uh, you've heard on this podcast are safe and haven't lost anything from a material standpoint. Uh, there are a few people I haven't spoken with, but by and large, everybody seems to be okay. And we'll update you if uh, I find out otherwise. Uh, I personally didn't lose any material. My home did not flood, but I was really kind of in an island where all around me, a lot of people suffered a lot of horrific damage. I mean, I'm talking about material damage, but even beyond that, the death toll in Harris County, which is where the majority of Houston is, is uh, 39. And in the surrounding areas, I'm in Fort Bend County, so I'm just outside. I'm two blocks away from Harris County, so I'm on the sort of the edge of Harris County. But I will say this, it's been a very, very difficult and trying time. I've had my moments of anxiety because there were times where I thought, okay, it's getting closer and closer. And I want to sort of explain to you guys what we have uh, sort of dealt with. If you're familiar with Texas and the Gulf Coast, you know that we deal with tropical weather from time to time. And this was a little bit different as it pertains to a hurricane. We always have one eye on the Gulf starting in about June or July. And typically, we have uh, have suffered our worst hurricanes in late August, September. So Harvey milled around down in the uh, near the Yucatan Peninsula for a while, and we kept an eye on it. But it always looked like to me that it was going down to South Texas, Brownsville, that area. Well, then it started to change and whip up, and it still it became a situation where days and days out, when we were all consumed with the eclipse we knew harvey would probably come ashore not too bad uh, not a sort of earth shattering event for us who've been through hurricane ike or for me hurricane alicia for older people hurricane carla so there have been several things uh, that have come through even rita came through to sort of missed uh, houston now, that was a really really bad storm that scared everybody but back to harvey not anything that you would think would really sort of scare you and then the forecast started to say hey this is going to be a major rain event and still it as it approached corpus christi it started to grow in strength still not a huge worry we're very very far from corpus christi i think we're i don't know we're, we're a distance away i don't know what the mileage is uh, at least three hours two and a half three hours at least maybe as much as four i, I don't I don't really remember, although I've made that drive before, but we saw this happening and they started to say, oh, it's going to be a huge rain event. And as the days got closer and closer, it started to look a little bit more serious, like, okay, we're going to get some bad, bad rain. And this may stick around for a little bit because uh, there, was no, there was no high pressure system to sort of protect us or push this thing in one direction or the other. And so they just said that this would meander. Well, like many people, we listened and like many people all over the country, I don't care where you're from, you know that your weather folks can be rather uh, 
hyperbolic and they can also sort of use scare tactics and exaggerate for ratings and all of those things have sort of happened here like they have in other places so as it started to get more serious we started to make preparations we in this area then you had the sort of mad rush on thursday for goods and water and and gas and then it started to get really serious the signs on the freeway sort of warned us that, that these things were coming and they pretty much said that it would not be a wind event it would be a rain event well again all of those things all of those warnings were there but no one really anticipated just how slowly this would go and how it would, it would rain just continuously for days, for literally days. I'm not exaggerating. Uh, so you know, I couldn't get water the first day. Water was out everywhere. So early Friday morning, I went to go get water. And all I did was fill up my five-gallon container. I have a water cooler, and I just filled it up with five gallons. Mostly I was worried about having coffee for a few days filled my tank up with gas and the rain started to come and even i don't know if you look at follow me on social media at wade's word or sports talk with devin wade or just on facebook or instagram pretty frivolous light conversation until okay they came and they said well we're gonna make sure that you guys don't come in friday night so my friday night music show after 1 p.m that was canceled so I was off Friday. Then, of course, because I was canceled Friday, the Saturday morning sports talk show was canceled as well, and they closed down the area all around where I broadcast from my local show here. So you, you get ready to hunker down. The rains come, and they keep coming. And, and again, like I said, in social media, I, you know, it was really light and frivolous. We just like, okay, well, we'll have some time off. Then they started canceling school. Well, they canceled school Friday and Monday initially. And so now school's were out. And again, you still think, okay, it's gonna be rough, but you know, nothing we haven't dealt with before. If you talk about Tropical Storm Allison, but a lot of people were affected, but you're talking about 6 million people in the greater Houston area. So most people wouldn't be affected, but the rains kept coming. And for me, I had a little bit of anxiety on Saturday because I go on, on in telecast. It's a website with a, an active radar and you can zoom in to your street, literally to your street, your neighborhood to see you what's happening right around you and you can pull back and look at the, the entire area and even the country if you wanted to so as i zoom in i see the rain coming up towards my home over the sidewalk and i'm like okay and i'm looking at the forecast and it keeps going and it keeps going and it keeps going so saturday night it stopped in the middle of the night for about an hour and a half in my neighborhood now keep in mind in other parts of, the, of Houston, the major parts of Houston, it still has not stopped. And over by Hobby Airport, which is in the southeast part of Houston, it just kept coming. That's where my brother was. And he was okay, but it started to rise into his yard. And what happens is, not only are you isolated from leaving if you wanted to, you could, I mean, there's no way I could have got out of my neighborhood. So now all of a sudden we're on these islands. I mean, everybody was on an island. I could not have gotten out of my neighborhood. So I go down outside at 2.30, 3 in the morning, whatever time it was, and there was no rain, but the water was not draining. And I'm really starting to worry now. You go back and you look at the radar, and I'm like, man, I'm going to get water. It's going to... I was never in fear for my life, but, I, you know, 
there's a little bit of anxiety that comes with man i'm about i'm seeing something that i can't control i can't protect my home i can protect myself but i can't really protect my home what do you do here and you just watch after that for me the rain kind of died down and sort of tapered off a little bit but it, it consistently rained it never after it resumed after that hour and a half or so it never did stop so Sunday afternoon there was a, a, a window in there and if you've ever seen really watched the hurricane the way it, it goes around and spirals there are bands of rain that come but sometimes they're brief interludes in between those bands of moisture now keep in mind the winds this whole time weren't very bad but there was an opportunity there where I could go check on my mother and my sister and so I got out for about an hour when I came back it started up again and this is mid-afternoon and it really got heavy and as I looked for another opening where it looked like okay maybe just maybe the rain would stop and I was out of harm's way then I you know everything would be okay for me personally as it sort of the the dry air moved from the west towards the east but what happened was with this band first of all I wasn't going anywhere and every time it looked like I was about to have a dry time another explosive cell of rain appeared and it just it was like it was a training effect and i don't know if you've heard about that in some of these terms i'm sure familiar to most of you guys um, but where the rain comes in and it, over and over again and moisture comes in the same area repeatedly without sort of any break and that's kind of what kept happening and that's when i'm like so now the rain is the water's rising again i know i'm isolated i couldn't get out if i wanted to and I'm looking at the radar and I'm thinking, okay, the break is coming. And every time I think the break is coming, it's not coming. There's nothing you can do. There's nobody to call. Obviously, you pray and you hope and, you know, you just watch. And it kept on and kept on and kept on. And finally, it tapered off. It kept raining, but it tapered off. And it really rained from then until Monday. And by Monday, it, it still was raining some on the west side, but not as bad. Uh, but then you started to, of course, hear about damage in other areas. And my brother was safe, but he left his home. He was he, he found a window to get out of his home and went to his in-laws who were on high ground. But it was just a very, very difficult time. It was a very difficult thing to deal with. You see the damage and all of the people. And, and I mean literally all around me. So what I did on Tuesday, once I made it through, I was only without lights for about two and a half, three hours, not long at all. Uh, but then I tell you, when you do lose your lights, the anxiety does ramp up a little bit. So Tuesday, everything was fine in my home. The streets were clear. It was still raining, but very light. So I said, well, you know what? I'm, I've been blessed and I understand you know who my father was i had a conversation with my mom she said well i said i'm thinking about going out she said well you know your, your dad would have been out before now out helping people and no god knows where he would have been and it sort of uh, sparked something i mean you know what i need to get in the game and you see these rescues and you see people from all over the region and all over the city helping people literally escape rising water and get out of their flooded homes and and in some areas the flooding was going to get worse and i go to an area i mean many of you won't know the area but off of 1464 uh, and fm uh, 1093 so this is way out in western harris county 
I go out there and I find the well first of all I tried to go to a neighborhood that was being flooded because they released water from the reservoir couldn't get there cops didn't even let they didn't even let me ask the question can I help so I go to this area and I find out that yeah this is a whole entire neighborhood of thousands of homes now well, at least hundreds of homes I don't know how far back that neighborhood went but it, it was went way way back at least a mile back and when I pulled up you couldn't get there and there were a lot of boats there and a lot of people helping and I went there to try to help and say hey you know if I need to go back on a boat and help I certainly will I was next to the guys you heard about the Cajun Navy there were a number of those guys from the Cajun Navy and let me let me say this too these were guys that I personally would not have very much in common with I'm sure we have very different lifestyles, very different political leanings. Uh, these guys were outdoorsmen, obviously, and they're from South Louisiana. I don't know anything about them, but I would imagine that we have very little in common politically or otherwise. And yet, these guys were out in this community, and this community was multicultural is a understatement. You had all sorts of people from uh, you know, Southeast Asians to Africans to to black, white, Hispanic, everything you can name in this community, a very diverse, multicultural community. And these guys didn't care. They were going in there and they were just saving people and getting people out. I will say this. Let me qualify this. The people in that neighborhood didn't seem to be in imminent danger. They had a very cautious eye on a reservoir that was adjacent to the neighborhood where they lived. And if they had uncontrollable release of water or release more water, these people may very well lose their homes. You couldn't get into the neighborhoods unless you had like these super, super high trucks, these sort of like monster trucks or by airboat or, or boat. And so these guys would go back in the neighborhood and I, you know, I asked if they needed me and, and the Cajun Navy guys were pretty self-contained, but there were a couple guys from Central Texas that uh, I was able to assist. Then I never did go back in the neighborhood, but when what happens was when they pull up, you assist people getting them off the boats, you you, know, you hold animals, you help old older people, and so I was able to help people escape what was rising water. And right now, I don't know where that community stands, and we're at we're at Thursday, August 31st, so I don't know right now. The status of that particular neighborhood because the the flooding is intensifying in certain areas because of the reservoir but for the most part most of other the other parts of this the area is getting better so people are moving around again there's still curfews all around uh, but i want to say this about the cajun navy that, that was those guys that's that's the real deal that's not a joke that's not a conjured up image those guys were putting in work and you know they had you know their knives on one hip and their pistols on the other hip and they came with the airboats and they worked hard they kept working they didn't ask too many questions other than where can we help and to see that up close was a real thing and so i helped there uh, for probably about four hours and at the time i ended up leaving actually what happened was at that point everyone in the neighborhood that wanted to get out was out there were several people many many people who wanted to stay and they stayed so i said well you know what there's a little bit more time let me go to some of the temporary shelters so i went to a temporary shelter at a high school nearest 
mine that I knew was available, that was open. And I go in and the outpouring of donations was incredible. Uh, there were a ton of people. By the time I was one of the last people able to sign up because of so many people who were volunteering. And I got in and I, I started packing things and sorting things. But mostly what I did was pack cases and cases and cases of water and blankets and toiletries. And the outpouring was absolutely phenomenal. And what ended up happening was they had to turn away some of the donations because they just had too much at that location for the number of people. Uh, keep in mind there were locations all over the city where they had shelter. So it wasn't just that area, it was all over. But the outpouring was phenomenal. And I want to say this, the, the, the two or three reasons why I did go out and try to help. And I went out the next day and I pulled up some wet carpet and helped some people throw some things away and, and get damage out of their home. And I'm going to do more. And actually through my, the Friday Express, my, my show, I'm going to have something where we collect donations from our listeners and try to help either specific families or uh, specific causes where we can get in and really make a difference. And that's what we're going to try to do. But the outpouring from around the country has been tremendous. But to see real heroes, people who had no interest, didn't know, in, in no homes in the area, no family members, just strangers from other parts of the state, other parts of the city, just go in. Because I wasn't the only guy in my area. There were a couple guys that rolled up and said, look, man, I'm not from this neighborhood. I just want to help. Now, I, I, didn't, I just went to that neighborhood because I knew that that was where reports were that people needed help. And to see those folks go out there and do what they did. What I did was very, very small. My brother, on the other hand, Biscuit, was on the southeast side. And he rescued 20 people or so out of their homes by boat. So he actually had a boat with his his in-laws. And they were out in southeast Houston really, really helping some people. But to see how we've come together. You look at all the divisiveness that you see or, or, you know, politically and otherwise, and you see that there are people in leadership, in power, that try to fuel that divisiveness. You can really get caught up and think that things are worse than they are. But then you see uh, something like this in Houston where everybody came together, didn't matter your religion, your, your political uh, point of view, any of those things, your race, any of those things. Everybody came together and continues to come together and will need to come together for the next several months, maybe even years. When you think about the vast numbers of how many people will be displaced and lose things. So, uh, you know, I want to encourage people, if you are outside of Houston, and you've not already given. There are a couple of places that I look for that I thought that you guys could help. And one of the areas I thought about was the Houston SPCA to help animals because I mean there'll be a lot of animals displaced lost and will need shelter and care even if temporary because if you have been displaced and you get temporary housing somewhere a lot of those places may not allow animals and pets so what do you do with those pets for all of those months somebody somewhere is gonna have to take care of them but the Houston SPCA is an area you can give because again in Houston the Red Cross, obviously the Red Cross you can give to first and foremost, uh, and they help all over the world, and they have done a phenomenal job. And then you have areas like Beaumont and Port Arthur and East Texas 
those people will need a lot of help from the Red Cross or the Houston Flood Relief Fund, which will not only help the folks in Houston, but will help the folks in Southeast Texas. And that's over $10 million already raised. I know ABC's done their thing, but these are some minor things that you can help out with if you're not from here. The Houston Food Bank. If you send money to the Houston Food Bank, they do tremendous work 365 days a year and a lot of people a lot more people will need their service and those monetary donations really really help them so houston spca houston flood relief the red cross food bank or any animal shelter down here uh, could benefit from it so again it's just been a, a very a very scary time and at the same time a, a time that has made me really 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 proud to be from houston from a sports standpoint i know uh, that kelvin sampson the U university of houston coach has asked for athletic gear for all of these athletes that have, will lose homes that have lost homes and lose everything and you know, i mean these people are losing everything and i think that's one thing that's going on obviously jj watt and the celebrities that have rallied around his cause made over 10 million dollars and uh, again, they've canceled the tech, you know, and, and a couple things about that. The Texans, uh, you know, that's cool, but really this has put a lot of stuff in perspective. I have not had an opportunity to really think about or watch sports. You're watching people in, in many cases fight for their lives and other people have, who, you know, have lost everything. How, it's kind of hard to be in the middle of a city in a community. Every shot that they show, I know that neighborhood, every, every angle i know that part of town i mean i'm a native houstonian i know this city through and through so i know these places i travel through these places frequently i can't access uh, for the longest i don't i think finally now i can get to uh, the radio station but beyond that everywhere you look people are suffering it doesn't matter if they're rich or poor and it you know it just doesn't matter and so sports hasn't mattered very much i heard it, one of the reporters like oh our heroes return talking about the astros coming back this weekend and the texans coming back i understand he was just i don't know what exactly he was thinking about at the time i understand the sentiment oh you know these are the guys that we rally around i could really care less to be honest because i saw real heroes people from all over men and women that you'll never know their names i'll never know their names people from louisiana and like i said the cajun navy you know those guys were heroes because they had no skins in the game they had no reason whatsoever to come down here but they did and again the way all of these people they've had at points at the georgia brown center more volunteers than they've had an actual actual evacuees so it's been a very heartwarming life affirming time and it put a lot of things in perspective and with that in mind i hadn't had a chance to keep up with sports I know I want to do some fantasy stuff. I don't know if that will get off the ground now. But we have a lot of work to do down here. A lot of people will lose jobs because, again, they don't have jobs to go to. So, it's a, I mean, it's just so much involved with this. But, again, I want to thank people from all over the country who reached out to me that check on me from Chicago to uh, California to San Diego, California to um baltimore maryland uh, that whole area the dc area folks from all over have reached out with prayers and kind words to check on the welfare of me and my family and uh, i certainly appreciate that 
I want to thank you guys for all of your support. I want to assure you that things will be back to normal at some point. But you can follow me on the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group on Facebook, on Instagram, dwade909, or actually the Sports Talk with D Wade page on Instagram now is up and running. And of course, you can tweet me at Wade's Word. Want to thank you guys again for all your support. Thanks for the prayers and the kind words. If you get a chance, Houston Food Bank. Houston SPCA, Houston Flood Relief Fund. Look out for more of those things, and and it's real. And it's been a you would feel so good to to help out. I know you would because I felt really really good about being able to help my neighbors. It was out of obligation and out of a sense of duty, um, but again, I felt better for doing it rather than just staying here in my in the safety and comfort of my home. With that, getting out of here. Until next time, hey. Again, give us a listen, tell your friends, subscribe, say some kind words about us, and uh, come back because we will be talking NFL football, NFL season's coming underway, or the college, we'll talk college football. We'll have writers from around the country. So we look forward to that. But, uh, again, keep uh, Houston and Southeast Texas and really all of the, the Gulf Coast of Texas in your prayers. And until next time, hey, have a great day.